ladies and gentlemen, welcome to WrestleMania Week here at Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. Hi everyone and welcome to Eight Sleep Suplex Retweet. I am your host today, Stephen Louch. This is the first in a series of eight WrestleMania shows that we're putting on as a team. Um, so you'll be listening to this on Sunday, um, one week before WrestleMania to start getting uh, our views across of all the matches that you're going to be seeing right across the show. We have a mixture of panellists, um, some regular, some coming in to give a fresh opinion so you don't just get fed up of listening to this all at the same time. Today's show is looking at the, the women's matches on WrestleMania. So regular listeners of the podcast will be aware we have covered women's wrestling a number of times in the past. So we've got our Diva show in the archive you can go back and listen to to hear the progression as things went on in this new era uh, where the spotlight is properly put on the, the female talent in a way that makes the matches just as important as any other match that will be in the WrestleMania card. On today's call... A call, sorry, but just uh, just a note that we are doing this remotely, so um, it's a bit different from our normal industry view. So, first, I have Ross McLeod. Hi, Ross. Hi, man, how are you good and excited for tonight? Uh, well, I'm just up for a wee kip, so I'm good, but I'm a bit groggy. <laughs> All right, and that's going to be great for this. <laughs> <laughs> on to a more, <laughs> we'll move on more lively. Um, our second panelist, we've got uh, Gary. Hi, Gary. Uh, no, you've not uh, just been... Time hop reminded me that... On you go, sorry. I was going to say, my time hop reminded me this morning that a year ago today I arrived in Orlando for WrestleMania uh, weekends. So um, I wish I could say that speaking to you guys was anything other than a come down, but I'd be lying. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is starting off magnificently. So I think I'll swiftly move on. <laughs> <laughs> we have a resident female wrestling tra- uh, trainee, soon to be rocking the world as she's been sharing pictures on social media of our new wrestling gear. It is, I don't know if you've got a nickname, but to me, you are the Purple Reigns, Jamie Mason. Hello. Hi. And also, again, same mistake. <laughs> Why is it always a female yeah. trainee? Because got, Come on, because, like because we've got male trainees as well on the show. So I just like to... Yeah. Exactly, we're all the same. It doesn't matter. It's 2018. You've not seen the way they slap people. It's not the same. Um, You've not seen the way I slap people yet. I've heard about it, and that's more than enough for me. (laughs) (laughs) Right, well, I don't know. I'm not going to give any gender type or make any assumptions (laughs) about our next person then for the fear of having my head bitten off. (laughs) Is the ever wonderful Sarah Greve. Hiya. Uh, Are you not going to tear anything apart in my intro to you there? Well, no. That, That just requires effort. (laughs) <laughs> right. <laughs> There's two types of people in this world. Aye, and I'm having to deal with both of them at the same time. But hi, before, so. I've, I've I've got the groggy, I've got the unhappy to be here, I've got the don't stereotype me, and I've got just the wonderful Sarah. So yes, <laughs> let's take it from there. So. As we said, tonight's show is looking at the women's matches. So let's just, as everyone's getting antag- antagonistical, uh, having a go at each other in the very beginning, <laughs> let's go to um, the Battle Royal. So the Battle Royal with no name <laughs> is what is something that we've seen um, 
there's been a lot to talk about, but we're not going to talk about the other side. We're going to focus on the talent that's involved in this. Because um, it is, it's the second time that we've had a battle royal with women's talent. The first we've seen, which I actually believe was won by a man. So I think that we see this <laughs> yeah. year is going to be a very big turnaround in how it's taken and its seriousness and its position on the card. It's not mother-like girls. It's not a cat fight. This is a number of talent. Everybody's got recognisable, different gimmicks, etc. And they're all going to be coming together in the ring at WrestleMania. So, I'm just. who wants to start me off in discussing the Battle Royal? Uh, I'll go if you want. All right, if we woke you up, Ross, on you go. Uh, you've woke me up now, so I may as well talk, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think they're, they're planning on pushing somebody new with it. I think they've... They've left a wee clue on their website. It says talent from Raw, SmackDown and NXT to take part. And I think this whole Sasha Bailey drama is going to be... I think one will get eliminated early on and run back in and eliminate the other. And it's going to be... They'll be the showcase of the match. But the match mm-hmm. will also be just to showcase someone coming in to Raw, SmackDown the next night. And are you going to tease us out with that? Or any predictions on who you think it could be? I think... Maybe Emberman, because I've got a feeling she's dropping the title at New Orleans. Uh, the NXT TakeOver show the night before. Yeah, so I think it's going to be like the Baron Corbin one a few years ago. We lost to, I believe, Aries, and then came in the next night and won the Battle Royal. Yeah. I think they're just going to kind of copy and paste that. Cool. Gary? Yeah, looking at the, the lineup for the Battle Royal so far, what's there, nine people in them so far? So it does look like it's the the Sasha Bailey match with a few extras added in at the moment. And clearly there's a number of um, uh, talent that's on the main roster that have not been announced yet. Mickey James and Mandy Rose and Sonia Deville, I think, haven't been added to the match officially yet. Yeah, um, There will be some, some people from NXT taking part in the Bath Royal. It'll be interesting to see who we get. I think when we had... Um, the last lot of call-ups, there was some uh, hints that Peyton Royce and Billy Kay might get called up to the main roster. So I would actually am expecting and looking forward to seeing them potentially uh, debut at WrestleMania. I don't think we'll have many le- many or any legends taking part in this one, given that we had so many of them in the Rumble. But there might be a yeah. couple of comebacks. So I'm wondering about the, the Bellas if they might make an appearance in it, or if there's a, I'm not sure how long Tamina's out injured for, if she might make a reappearance in this. But yeah, I, um, as Ross touched on, I can see Sasha and Bailey being the, the highlight in this, and if one of them's turning, I'm praying that it's not Bailey because I have an eight-year-old at home who adores <laughs> Bailey, <laughs> and, and we spent a fortune in Bailey uh, stuff for her at Christmas time, and I, yep. ca- I cannot deal with a Bailey heel turn. <laughs> <laughs> Even me, as the most casual observer, I can't see them going that route with Bailey. There is I just too right. much. Um, it would it would break my heart as well. Um, as a ca- as a casual observer of it. Sorry, were you got to say anything else? Was anything else on it? Uh, no, um, I think what, uh, also Ross was saying about Ember or Shane. I think whoever loses that match w- will be in the in the battle royal, and I I don't expect that to be Shana. Yeah, I think the thing with Shana is at the moment on the main roster, you've already got um, someone with an artificial MMA gimmick, and then you've got the real thing in Ronda Rousey. Yeah. Um, from what I'd seen of a couple of clips from um, when. 
Yeah, I just said her name and I've completely forgotten it. I'm showing myself to her and Rhonda in action. Apologies, I'm starting 11 days holiday. Uh, it's just my brain switching off. Yeah, when I've seen Rhonda, they've not really, the, the moves I've seen her use haven't really been MMA style. So I don't know if they're going there as a wrestler rather than just try to capitalise on when Brock came back initially, they had him doing like the Kimuras and stuff and breaking arms. Um, but it seems to be more kind of throwing people about, maybe more of a judo style. Uh, for Ronda in our, our matches. Um, moving on, Sarah, let's hear your thoughts. Well, I'm actually finding this is actually quite interesting because, see, when you look back at the past four years, obviously, you've had just random invitationals and battle royals. And then you're thinking, last year, see both the women's matches, they were multiple matches, as in, I'm pretty sure it was a fatal four-way for the Raw one. Yeah, it was. And what, like a five and a six-pack challenge for the SmackDown one. Mm -hmm. So it's nice to actually see them pushing away from the multi-pack matches and moving, like, obviously, all these women that have got great talent and, obviously, all their own gimmicks and things that actually make them individual. Put them all together, but it's a chance to actually get them onto the show, whereas a chance they might have actually missed out on that possible WrestleMania moment. Obviously, they still get to perform on the grandest yeah. stage of them all. Um, obviously, highlighting the whole Sasha versus Bailey thing, obviously, I would kind of hope that wouldn't completely take it away from everybody else. But, obviously, it's a great way to showcase new talent, obviously. I'm, like, obviously, I'll agree, I'm hoping to see... Billy and Peyton. I was like, I absolutely love what they're doing right now, and they've probably done everything they can do in NXT without actually one of them having a having the belt. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, yeah. From, from, from what I'd seen of them, I believe they've been away getting a couple of enhancements. Um, <laughs> so I've seen, seen them be back from what I follow on Instagram. It seemed to have either that they've had the mumps. Then. <laughs> <laughs> So we've seen them back doing stuff at the performance centre, etc. So I would expect they've both got the look, they've both got, certainly got the talent. It would be good to see them make an impact. But then how do you pick between the two who wins? Do they go for a joint winner? Have they had enough controversial endings to women's matches with the likes of Ellsworth, etc.? Uh. Our trainee... That's better. <laughs> um, do you know, I wasn't expecting that. I actually I agree with Sarah with the whole like Bailey and Sasha part of it and it highlights new talent, right? But I came into this actually really not liking the idea. Because um, obviously you've got the Andre the Giant Battle Royale as well. It's one of those that it feels like with all the first ever women's matches they're doing, and of course like they've done Battle Royals before, but they've not taken them seriously. It's just like, here you go, go do this. Yeah. You've got seven minutes, there you go, that's your time. But this is like a lot more, there is going to be talent, you're going to see stuff you've not seen before. But it's like one of those that it's just been too pushed recently. Like, it's all like women are main event shows, which, like, of course, like, I, I love seeing that. But when it's, it's the same woman all the time, and now we know we're going into a battle royal, it's focusing on a match that should be a singles on WrestleMania. That yeah. kind of, that disheartens it a bit. But also, yeah. everyone's so excited to see, like, Billy and Peyton. I really want Nikki Storm to come up. Yes. Mm -hmm. She has been yes. wasted so much. She needs her time. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, so just something what you were saying there around, like, the first ever, first ever, 
it was something I think it was in Lance Storm's podcast I heard that said the fact when these things really when you know that you're treating women as equals is when you stop referring it to everything as being like amazing and first ever and mm-hmm. like groundbreaking and things like that. It's when you start taking things as the norm. When they just announce a Hell in a Cell match and it's two women in a feud or yeah. Elimination Chamber just gets announced and they take that way, yeah, it looks good for them and in terms of publicity, it's sort of looking good where we are, but real equality isn't showing what you're doing specifically for one sex, it's about treating it the exact same as you would for the other. Yeah. Um, and I think they're exactly where they can stop educating they're at the stage where fans see them as being equals. You see all the attention. You see people being super fans of uh, like the female talent just as much like um, Louisa Izzy, the Bailey fan, and all the other people you see dressed up in them events and things. I think that's what you're saying. They're spawn. I think we need to stop that. Um, and then just let's hopefully this is the end point of it because unless I don't know, going to be first queen of the ring or whatever else they can come up with to be new and exciting. <laughs> but. And you're absolutely right. So start... You're absolutely right. But this this isn't the first women's battle royal that's been at WrestleMania. Yeah. It's the first. Yeah. It's the first proper one. But um, but mm-hmm. it's not the first one. What do you mean pr- proper? It's not a battle royal. I mean, with Santino and Santina. It wasn't Santino. It was his Santina Santina's a great talent. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely love um, that. Who, who also went on that WrestleMania to win a bodybuilding contest with Cody Rhodes <laughs> at the after party, <laughs> which, which which led to one of the last appearances Kid Rock had at a WWE event. Kid Rock seen this happening and walked out in disgust at the after party. So. Let's see if he makes an appearance this time. <laughs> so, on this, just got conscious of time. We'll probably go around quickly then. Same order I had everybody speak there. Let's hear predictions for the match. I'm going to go Emberman. Bailey. Oh, see, I can't pick now. I'm going to go with Becky. I think Sasha. Excellent. So, moving on, now that we're all friends again. <laughs> <laughs> So, again, I'm just going to give what I believe is a backstory. Then anybody can come in and fill me in so that I'm WrestleMania ready. <laughs> on the, the Raw side, we'd seen Asuka come up from NXT, keep on a blistering streak, going through everyone and everyone, and it looked quite dead on. It was going to be her and Alexa Bliss, and it was going to be an absolute romp and take from a Royal Rumble win. And we would just see her destroyed and become the women's champion. And then, fastly, we see Nasca turn up and put the challenge down against Charlotte. And that's a match that a lot of people had seen as being WrestleMania worthy mm-hmm. a long time mm-hmm. ago. Um, just with the way that Charlotte's been portrayed and carried herself in with her own, which I don't believe they've referenced on TV at this time. Is like when Charlotte first came up, she had that very long pay per view streak mm-hmm. of not it's losing. They ruined it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It was it was one of those that just came to a bit of damp squib. It was on like a B level pay per view that she lost it and wasn't really. It could have been something um, that they could have made their own, but then they've kept the streak going. I've seen her move across, and that then left us with Raw. It looked like a bit of a gap, and seen um, Alexa get shown up, um, a non-conformist babyface in terms of WWF talent, WWE. So I'm used to your baby faces where your Stacey Keeblers, your Trishies, your model type material, um, girl next door. If you're girl next door, it's smokingly hot. But that was the type of thing, rather than someone who has got, is very beautiful as a former um, plus size model, um, 
is now the babyface and is getting cheers and getting reactions. And that's something we're used to on, as all of us that are on the call, aware of the Scottish scene, um, with the likes of Viper, who has went on to be in the, the May Young Classic and um, this week won the Stardom title in Japan to take that and also retain what's now our ICW World title. So it is something that's a bit different from the norm. Is there anything in that I've missed in the build-up to the women's universe? Is it called Universal on Raw? No, it's just called it's like the it's, Raw, it's like the tag, just, the Raw, just just the Raw, just the Raw, mm-hmm. right? The Raw women's title. Yeah. Show magnets there. <laughs> so, uh, is there anything I'm missing in the story anyone wants to put in before we start discussing it as a match? Well, what I was going to say was it was nice to have a storyline where it's the babyface is completely justified and wanting to kill the heel mm-hmm. because it's a case of. Someone who was bullied for her size, who has now trusted the sort of mean girl character, only to find out that, yeah, I'm used not, and yeah, I think of you the same way all your bullies thought of you, or you're just, or you're no like me, so you're, you're just a piece of garbage, you know that sort of storyline. So it's nice to see, yeah. and it's nice to see that the crowd as well are completely behind Naya. There's no, there's no like, smarkiness about it. It's a case of, yeah, we all agree. You know, we all like Naya. We don't, you know, it's. It's kind of good to see how WWE and the fans have came, like how far they've come in recent years. So it's just something I'd like to add. I, think, <laughs> I think it was just funny the fact that it's like, it, obviously, what, what they're basing it off of, like laughing at her size and that. And then you had Mickey James joining oh, in. Yeah. Like, yeah. like yeah. really? And it was the Piggy James. Like, you know why that is? You had that years ago, and I wouldn't have said it any times in her career, Mickey James, has anything been anything other than a very, very attractive woman and lovely figure and there wasn't anything slag worthy about slagging worthy about that. Um it was just a very strange storyline at the time. It probably went on a bit too long and eventually got its comeuppance, but by the time they got the comeuppance it probably dragged it on too long. So that's been something mm-hmm. different in this and we've seen that immediate response and fear. It's not been a two on one bullying, it's been a well you call me that and I'll come and I'll kick your head in. <laughs> yeah. Sarah Gary I might be the odd one out when it comes to discussing this match, but this is a match that I couldn't care less about. Um, um, I, I've i seen very little from Naya that makes me think that she's worthy of the title shot and this, this spot at WrestleMania. I think the story's been rushed. The turn was rushed. I think Alexa's great, but she's cold, I think, at the moment. Um, as Kurt Angle said, um, just before the Elimination Chamber, you've not defended the title since October. She and the Raw, I think really since Asuka came on to um, Asuka came on to Raw, she, Alexa Bliss, the champion, was relegated in terms of status and... Um, hasn't been, you know, hasn't had the same spark since since then. And the Mickey James involvement in this makes absolutely no sense at all. They just suddenly became pals again and forgot everything. Mm. Um, the only thing that can save this match for me is Carmela cashing in the money <laughs> in the bank on the winner. <laughs> bloody well I know, that would be oh. actually that would be kind of kind of good. Yeah, because everyone thinks she's going to do it in the SmackDown title, um, so that would be a nice twist if she did do it in the Raw one. Well, it's the time of year where we start to see um, probably drafts, etc. start to come up, and uh, I think it is one that maybe expect something to happen or see titles moved around. So if we see Asuka win, does she stay in SmackDown with it, or 
Um, if she does, then that would be her there. So we do need a women's title and or somebody to move around. So if we say Asuka took it back to Raw, and then we've seen the women SmackDown talent come and win the Raw, could start to see titles move around. It's that time of year where they do start to get a bit, put their fingers in and start to mess around with stuff. And so Sarah, right? My opinion, see with this match, I originally thought at the start of it it was in pure taste. Just simply because, obviously, you've seen, obviously, all these going around on the internet, obviously, about Naya actually being bullied in the locker room about her size and obviously being body shamed. And you've, you've seen her doing her comebacks and obviously, like, not even, I wouldn't even say comebacks, just her, um, her fitness regime on Instagram and obviously going out and proving that, obviously, that there's no place for that in this generation. But it has been smart that WWE have actually worked that way into it. Just obviously, like, yep. I, I do agree with Ross, obviously, it does get the fans behind them in a realistic way. And obviously, it's like, look, this is actually not okay. Obviously, like, the tiny wee five-foot lassie, obviously, she was called Biscuit Butt a few weeks ago. Um, and obviously, she's turning around saying, obviously, it's like, oh, I was like, look at her, look at me, she's Shrek. And you're like, right, okay, it, it's realistic. And that's probably what has actually made it a slightly better side for me, just because it is actually real. And it's something that you can actually believe. Obviously, you you treat this obviously like you're watching any other scripted TV show, and it's something that is real and it does affect a lot of people. So that's what's yeah. probably made it feel a little bit more better for me. Just to switch it around a bit, for something we talked about earlier on about treating people as equals on it. I can't remember any feud where we've had a male talent ha- have a feud with somebody because he's called the other male talent to be in the heavy side. So it's a lot something they've caught me that is realistic and it's something that we've all experienced of being shamed for something or other at some point in our life. It's one of those where like why they're not why is it that type of thing? It's still a bit of a, a throwback story to the Piggy James type era to me. Um when it could have just been a actually I'm fed up with being your lackey. It's time for me to I, I'm the monster here. I can I should be decimating I'm taking this seriously and then chasing the title and a thing like that. So that's the only thing I've found slightly disappointing in it. But I think it is a really good mix. There's the um, from seeing, I remember Alexa first appearing just as a an extra, um, as like a manager at the side with Buddy Murphy and the other guy whose name escapes me. <laughs> but, <laughs> I, I remember, like, but they had quite good gimmicks together. Like I remember her dressing like uh, Freddy Krueger at a takeover and just being that bit on the outside that kind of was antagonising and then we seen the um, the pod villains where they brought in blue pants mm. for the um, the six man mm. and the absolute reaction that got and then they took her away and then they put her on as a talent and kind of just one, it was one of those you didn't see as being the next call up and then it's really kind of taken on to her, herself and had a, a move up the roster and she won the belt and showed the emotion that it meant to her and then carried that through so it's one of those where we talked earlier on about seeing some call-ups coming up is what it does show you that who we always think is the next person ready for the call-up and um, where we talked about the um peyton and uh, nikki etc that it's not always the one who's going to be that is main roster ready it isn't always that visible so to see her do that um with her size and take on the heel role, not just be an underdog baby face, but just take that nasty side and push with it. Um, it's been a decent bit of growth, I think, from what I've seen. So, on saying that, in terms of who we see coming out on top of this match, firstly, 
do you see it as be well, let me know who you think would win out the two and then if you think there will be a cash in after it add that in as well well I'm thinking we were we were talking about with the last point of the battle royal about women being treated equ- treated equally I feel out of the three matches, I think two will be given time. I think this will be a, a glorified squash. This will be like China Ivory mm. levels squash. Yeah. I don't think Carmela's cashing in right now. Rumours are her going to Raw in the shake-up. I think maybe she'll do it on the next Raw pay-per-view. No, sorry, right. uh, the next pay-per-view. I think Backlash is the next one. Right. That's because I think Naya's better as a chaser. Gary? Uh, Naya, I think we'll win this match. Jamie? I think what Ross said is more likely, but I think Alexa will come away with a win somehow. Just because that's they've kept her this long, like they they're not going to get to Naya just on the first try. Yep, and Sarah. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Like, see what I think. Actually, like, the the way that they're making it out, obviously, that Naya's in this big big rage. So I think she's just going to beat Alexa to the to the point that she's actually going to get disqualified. Or Alexa will trick her mm. into getting disqualified, so she walks away. I know, so that just continue. I know they usually hit refresh the day after Mania, but I think this will continue. It's obviously just an ongoing thing. It's like you've cheated me, you've done this, you've done that. I will get you eventually. Um, but I, I would love Carmella to cash in, but I don't think she would actually have the guts. Yeah, um, it would need something special, I think, for that uh, to come off from it. But again. It's it's two, one of two title matches that we're getting to see on the WrestleMania. It's not um, it's been featured. We've seen regular build up to it, so definitely a step in the right direction. So the last of the three matches is Asuka against Charlotte. Charlotte, one of the absolute leading bases of this drive up through of the women's revolution from the NXT days and um, the NXT Women's Championship, which was the first of the women's championships to see that real serious wrestling style come back and then the influence from that of well if we've got our supposed trainee promotion delivering these matches and stories and highlighting all these people in such a great way why are we not doing it in the main roster so as we started to see that bleed in from even when the likes of Paige moved up from being the NXT Women's Champion and then as more and more people moved along then they just changed that face I think so Charlotte's definitely been one of the leading forces in that and then we've seen Asuka come in, and Asuka again, not your traditional WWE uh, female babyface or heel or even type of wrestler. We've got a really colourful Japanese wrestler, um, not hundred percent on the language. Very kept their kept their speeches short, sharp, to the point. Later, she does I think a phenomenal job with her body language and how she conveys herself and brings herself as dangerous um, and. I think this one as well is probably, I can see it getting the special WrestleMania entrance treatment because mm-hmm. we've seen both of them have, um, mm-hmm. be it NXT or the main roster, we've both seen them be focused. And I think this will be the one of the three matches that will get the um, the highest billing on the card. And even one that there's been, I've seen a lot of arguments about, because there is a lot of contention around what will main event mean it this year. But this has been one that said, well, this could... If he did have this as last match, I don't think the fans would kind of go against it in a way that there's been speculation as to what's like the Reigns and Lesnar match and others um, to be discussed in later shows this week. But this, to me, I think has got the potential to be a really fantastic wrestling match. So I'm just going to start again with Ross and just start to tell me what you think about it. 
I actually think this is this is I the match a match featuring women I've been most sort the I can't even get the words out here. I'm not excited about it. It's the most <laughs> excited I've been for a women's match in WWE. I think it's Charlotte. I think is the greatest women wrestler that I've seen in my generation, and Ask is the best booked female wrestler since China. And uh, although they're talking about maybe main event with us, I wouldn't be averse to seeing this kick off a show because I think this could be like a Brett Owen level style kickoff that would absolutely raise the bar for the WrestleMania. It would basically say, hey, everyone back, male and female, that's the bar. Go try reach it. Yeah, the only thing I'd say about that is that a lot of the WrestleMania matches we've seen have been this, the, the kick-off matches are no, mostly no. short short affairs. They're not, not a kick-off show, but like the first match of the main card has right, yeah. generally been quite, something quite quick and over with and just kind of like fast-paced, let's get it out of the way and done. I think I could see this being like your... I think the way Mania's chipped up these days is that end of every hour, you get a main event of that. So I could see this being the main event of, say, the second hour, not too early on, to show it as being focused. But as I think it's going to get the same billing as like the men's title matches in terms of the length and that that we get from it. Uh, Gary? Yeah, I agree. I'm, I, I'm really looking forward to this match. I I think I think these guys are going to um, steal the show. I think they're going to have an incredible match. I read a blog earlier on that described this match as the most important match in women's wrestling history, which um, I think there's a case to that. I think it will get a spot on the card that is in keeping with that. It will get time, uh, crucially it will get the time that it deserves as well. It will be treated like the spectacle that it is. And I can see these two bringing the very best out of each other. I love Asker. Her NXT run was was fantastic. I don't think she's had the same success or, uh, since she's came on to Raw. Uh, she's not had, for my money at least, not had the, you know a proper feud. She ran through opponents quite quickly. I remember she beat Bailey one week and then Sasha the next week. You know she's churned through people a bit too quickly for my money. Um, so I think she'll have a great match. It'll be quite interesting to see the role that Charlotte plays in this match as well, because I think Charlotte's an incredible heel. Um, might she play that type of role in this match, you know, desperate to win uh, type of thing on it. I think it's a shame in the way that they're actually going to wrestle on Tuesday in the final of the Mixed Max Challenge, because the outcome of that is clear, because the whole way through it, they've referred to Asuka's undefeated streak being on the line. Uh, yeah. Although I suspect it'll be one of the, it'll either be um, uh, Bobby or the Miz that, that take the the pin in that match. Um, but I think it's a shame that they're going to have that confrontation on Tuesday. I would rather just see a sort of face off and then and on SmackDown and then let them get it on when they get into the ring. But yeah, I think it's, I think this one's going to steal the show. Sarah. Well, I agree with the with the lads. Obviously, I'm really, really invested into this match right now. Like, I I love Charlotte till the end. Like, I've watched her since she first debuted on NXT, and I'm just sitting going, "Hold on a minute, this girl's actually got it." Um. So obviously, see when they obviously they go. They obviously they talk about Asuka's undefeated streak. Obviously, it's the Queen versus the streak. And obviously, I would say when putting this match together. Who better to actually go against Asuka than Charlotte? Like, it's probably the most perfect matching that I've seen in such a long time. Obviously, everyone talks about Sasha and Bailey back at NXT TakeOver. This is basically that, but obviously 
on a much higher caliber and uh, it's just even like the or like the era of mystery that Asuka's obviously coming in and it was all she really did was just stare her down and you're just like mm-hmm. hold on a minute this is this is actually happening because there have been talks about it and talks about it but you're like nah nah she'll just run through Alexa obviously she wants that Raw Women's Championship that's class as the A show why would she go and take that on but when she, when she was actually doing her interview, she was saying, in order to be the women, you need to beat the women. So it's obviously, if you want to be the yeah. best, you've got to beat the yeah. best of the female talent that is there. And Charlotte is the best that they've got. I'm yeah. all for it. It's definitely a, a strong babyface move to then go and take on um, to want the biggest challenge rather than look at it of this. That's an easy pushover. Because Asuka was someone... I remember from when I still watched NXT on a regular basis. I think one of NXT's real strengths is that you don't see everyone every week. Mm-hmm. So it's quite easy to have a television streak because she was only on, say, every three, four episodes with mm-hmm. the way they taped it and then presented it. So you didn't see that. Although if you look at her, if you look at like the actual stats on her streak, I think she's only actually beaten, I think it's well over 200 matches now. It's, in her NXT days, it was only maybe 10, 15 women that she'd beat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because it was just on the house shows, etc. It was just so repetitive. But they kept it fresh on TV. So that's where you've seen when she came to the main roster. You've seen that difference of where she has had to face all the big names quite early. But they have kept her and Charlotte apart. So this is a match where you see them and go, this is a proper match. This is what WrestleMania should really be about. And all credit to WWE for what I've seen across the whole card. As they've managed to, in an era where we say we see too much of everything and things are repetitive and think we're not seeing anything new. I don't think there's any match where we've seen we're like, oh, actually, we've seen that too many times already, or oh, that'll be good to see, and there is differences. And this is one that they have managed to keep on to the side, had it as a dream match, built it and put them on, um, and could really be a match that will deliver on the show and really bring that special, I think, special performance. I can see it the special setup, um, and really being... Did you see that? On you go. Sorry, man. Sorry, I was saying, it was a thing on, uh, I believe, Reddit, and it was a former NXT uh, writer mm-hmm. who was talking about they were at a, a house show somewhere in America and they were going to put Asuka and Charlotte on as the main event mm-hmm. and Triple H next it because he didn't want to give it away, you know, for the first time, Charlotte v Asuka as a house show. He wanted to save it for, you know, the future because he knew Charlotte was going up. Yep. You know, Asuka hadn't made her TV debut yet. So why... Why ruin it? Yeah, you know he he held off on it. No, that did. So I think that's quite good. Of getting apart. There has been a couple of things. So I remember years ago hearing things like with Dean Ambrose with him calling up and um, Triple H being quite influential from the main roster side, saying, "No, actually, be very careful what you do with him because that's somebody we see as being a proper star or something we want to make mm-hmm. um, the proper money on." Then letting it just be seen before and uh, an actual first time ever. Um, and the error of actually being the second battle royal, etc. A proper first time ever mm. um, main event calendar match that really is, I think, everybody across the board there said is going to deliver. So, start to finish again, who do you think is going to win? Asuka. Asuka. Nah, my money's on Charlotte. I've got Charlotte. Oh, it's a 50 50 split there. <laughs> Can I also point out, I never got to put Massey in there. <gasps> Yes, you, well, you did. Oh, you go, sorry. <laughs> just, no, <laughs> no, no, no. We'll just mess it, the female. <laughs> oh, don't you start. Right, on you go. I'm That's coming for you, Lynch. 
Asuka's grown on me slowly, but I hate this whole streak thing. It makes things too, like, you know what's going to happen um, compared to the likes of when you've got Alistair Black in NXT that had and then, like, lost the match. That Like, yeah. we were like, what the hell? That's totally ruined that. Um, but I understand this match. It's, it makes more sense than Asuka and Alexa. Mm-hmm. You, it's a you make it. It's like a proper wrestling match. It's going to be like it's going to be a fight between like breaking the streak and getting the championship. Anything else you want to add about anything at all in life before we move <laughs> on from that? <laughs> no, no. I said I'm, I'm used. To, I'm used to presenting face to face, so I do apologise. It helps me when I remember when I'm going around the room. Um, you're just omnipotent and greater than the summer park, so. Put you over again. So, well, so that's just covered off the three women's matches. Certainly, a lot of variety and thoughts on what we think between the focus of the three of them will be. Has anybody got anything else to add about any of the three of them before we wrap up for this evening? Anyone? Hello. Sorry. Sorry, I got cut out though. No, right. <laughs> I was like, I have no idea what's happening. <laughs> cutting out and coming back. <laughs> right. Well. On that note, then, uh, like to thank thank our panel, um, Gary Ross, Jamie, and Sarah. I've been Stephen Louts. This has been Easy Suplex Retweet. There will be, um, as I said earlier, is the first of eight WrestleMania themed shows across the whole week. So you can check our social media at Twitter at Suplex Retweet, at Facebook Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. We're also on Instagram, which I believe is Suplex Retweet. You can tell we've been very original with all of these. Um, you could tune into us uh, depending on how you're listening to this on iTunes, Anchor, or various other podcast sites such as Stitcher, which we've recently been added to, if that's your site of choice. Um, the live WrestleMania, the preview show, um, is our normal Wednesday slot of half five on uh, Fusion Radio Takeover. And again, just keep an eye on social media for the rest of the week for some um, other Mania themed shows and maybe some surprises as we lead up to the event. We will also be looking for your thoughts and views on all the matches, so please just enter our social media, fire in with your suggestions and let us discuss and give you a wee name shout out as we go through it. So thanks again to my panel and we will, well, you'll hear us soon. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 <laughs>